0: What's up, what's up? Kelly, Northwest Vibes. And this time, oh, spit out my gum here. Okay, there we go. So today uh, I'm going to talk about the pen show, PNW Pen Show. Um, We went down there and uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, Really didn't know what I was getting into. um, Just now getting into fountain pens. Um, I don't know, like the right way to structure this idea. I already did a podcast earlier on why to use fountain pens, so I'm just gonna assume we know what fountain pens are. But um, I'm still new to all of this stuff. Like, I have like four or five fountain pens that I like to use for journaling, uh, IE therapy, also for work, and. Um, you know, just collecting stuff. I like watching like YouTube videos, um, like doodle Bud on YouTube is really cool. Uh, JG three reviews on YouTube is cool. I think my most favorite YouTube channel for fountain pens is Figboot boot on pens. Um, he's really nerdy and passionate about stuff like that. Um, and then the Goulet Pencast. Uh, Goulet Com. That's if I'm not getting my stuff locally, um, then I like to go to Goulet just because they have a, a cool, cool people and great selections and good deals and stuff like that. Um, oh, and then I also listen to Pen Addicts podcast as well. So I think the Goulet, G U O U L E T, pencast and Pen Addict. Those are my my favorite podcast to listen to for fountain pens. So that's kind of what I've been doing with these fountain pens over the last, uh, I don't know, two years or so. And I I like taking them around to work and getting compliments on them. And, uh, I wanted to go down there and get some new stuff, but I I didn't know what I was getting into um, but not in a bad way necessarily. I was just like, okay, let's go check this out. It's going to be a bunch of pens that we're going to see live in person with professionals. They're going to tell us about it and, you know, see what motivates other people and all this other stuff. So it's so down in, um, Portland at the embassy suites by Hilton on pine street. And it was like a two and a half hour drive, freaking almost three and a half hour drive back because of traffic. Cause we were coming back Sunday. Uh afternoon or whatever but um, it was super fun uh, was definitely more driving than than we were there we didn't know what to expect um, but it was three rooms two of them had vendors and then the third room was like conferences and and lectures and stuff like that and uh, is a two-day actually well is it a two three day event two days with vendors and then the third day is a community event I don't really know but like uh, it's, like, the only freaking pen show in the Northwest. Like, not even Denver has one or Seattle has one or anything like that. So, it's really, really unique. And it's been, like, a five-year hiatus or something like that. And this is the first time it's even been put on by this uh, something, something, solutions, whatever. I don't really know. Too new to all this stuff. But uh, the gist of it was... Uh, park, say hi to the homeless people, and then walk into this bougie uh, hotel and go upstairs and register. You get the uh, lanyard with the little plaque thing that uh, shows that you're registered. and You get a little sticker and you can go in there. And then uh, it's just two separate rooms, two big rooms with maybe... 10 to 15 vendors in each room, something like that. And so they had um, a couple vendors that were selling like manufactured pens, like by big uh, name brand companies. Um, and those were like the ones I was most familiar with and understood. And to be honest, they were more affordable. Uh, at least parts of their tests were more affordable. Uh, and then they had the custom-made pens that I didn't know anything about. And I thought we were just going to go in, we were going to find some cool stuff, a large selection of stuff, we are going to try some stuff out that we knew about, and we are going to get some pens, and we were going to get on out of there, and then, you know, we are going to add to the wish list and uh, kind of just see how cool it is to handle all these pens that are in person. But really... Most of the vendors were either uh, vintage uh, fountain pens, and I didn't know anything about that. So to be able to uh, discover what they do and how they write, and if they need to be tuned or not, and you know if you want to uh, flip out the nib or the feed or mix and match styles, uh, you can just sit and have a piece. These- really great conversations with these people that are really passionate about pens. And I felt like I did myself a disservice. I felt like I did the the pen show a disservice by limiting, obviously, the money that I had, but also the time and uh, the knowledge. I just wanted to, like, talk to all these people and discover what the fuck is going on. And, you know, having a two and a half hour window was not nearly enough time. And uh, yeah, also my pocketbook <laughs> going down there with $200, just wasn't enough. <laughs> uh, it's just, there's way, 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 way too many cool things. So I did not even try and discuss vintage fountain pens. Um, but the uh, custom made fountain pens were super cool um most of them were like different types of resins that they would mix colors in and then they would put them in different shapes different lengths different girths, different caps uh some with uh clips some with not and then it was like the actual creators that were there and like jonathan brooks was over there he's like a world-renowned pen maker and uh i was like too intimidated to like say hi because I'm like I don't have the money, I don't know what I'm doing. I did compliment his stuff, but like that, that was it. Uh oh, I I just I hope he's back next year and I uh, hope there's <laughs> other people are back there. I just I hope it went well and I hope it comes back. I don't want to wait another 5 years to go one. To I thought it was super cool and definitely going to plan for more time and more money next time, but there was uh, other custom pin makers there as well. And they all kind of had their own unique takes on things. Some people were more about the the feel of the writing experience. Some people were more about the display and the looks of the uh, pen. Other people were all about like the sizes, or like uh, they had like kit pens or whatever that were like super not practical, but they looked freaking sweet, like steampunk or futuristic stuff or whatever. Just really really cool stuff. Um, and they had a lot of them had like uh, ones that you could try all the different, like some people had like custom made nibs of like 10 different types, and then you could try all those and then mix and match and put it on any of their pens. Whereas a couple others are like, oh, yeah, this is just the, the fountain pen revolution nib, or this is the Yogo nib, or this is the Bach nib, like very popular nibs that are, you know, tried and true and tested. And, you know, like, oh, these, these aren't tuned by a Nibsmith, or these are tuned by a Nibsmith. Honestly, you want the tuned ones just because they're smoother and, uh, they have a couple like more flex to them or, you know, whatever, uh, quality they're trying to bring out of that nib. Um, and yes, it's more expensive, but like really the manufactured stuff and the vintage stuff, like some of the smaller pens you could have for, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks, uh, most of the pens there were, you know, $50 to 100 But then all the custom-made stuff, the really cool stuff was, like, $200. And then you want, like, a ink window or, you know, whatever. It's, like, 250 300 if You want a gold nib, you know, like, $400. And Then, then they had the, the grail pens there. We got to uh, try, like, a Visconti Homo Sapiens Bronze Age. Super nice with the volcanic rock uh, resin or material whatever um yeah and it wasn't inked up but um, there was no mont blancs there which was unfortunate but those are like a thousand dollars a piece anyway uh, and then there were some other like real like takia tachia and Lebon were there oh my lord i didn't even look at the prices on those but those were like hand painted pens with like arushi lacquer and oh they were absolutely gorgeous. I didn't even, I didn't even try. <laughs> They're probably close to the thousand dollars a piece. They are just stunning pieces of art, and I don't even know how you could take those to work. I think that would, you'd have to keep those at home. Just not practical, but absolutely beautiful conversation starters. And They were just so wow, And then we ran out of time, and we didn't even go into the conference center, but they were doing some stuff in there, too. And there was a good amount of people there. I'd say while I was there Sunday, there was probably 200 people there. Um, I don't know. And I don't know. I wasn't there Saturday. But uh, it was a really, really cool event. I really hope it was successful. Uh, Gosh, I don't know. What did I get there? There we go. So I did not get a new pen, um, but I did get a converter for my Lamy All-Star. And it was the, it's the Petrol Edition, the Limited Edition, kind of that tealish, dark teal color. And I got an ink to match that as well, which was really fun. And then I tried to smooth out my Pilot E95S, and I failed. So there was a Nibsmith there that was doing uh, smoothing and custom grinds and so all, that, all that stuff. So I gave it to him and for 20 bucks in like five minutes, he tuned it up and it writes really, really smooth. Out. It was impressive and really fun. So that's all I accomplished. Uh, Brianna got a pen and that was super fun. Uh, it was a Kaweco it's like a not the sport or the brass. I can't, not that one. It was more the next tier up from that the cream, cream barrel, and then the orange cap and the like uh, silver trim. I mean, it was gold trim and on the finial. Really nice. And then she got a gold plated nib with the double broad. And then she got like office approved ink or whatever, and it writes really, really smooth, uh, really, really nice, super fancy, and kind of jealous. Of it. Other than, actually, no, I think it still writes smoother than the E95S, even with that, the Nip because that's a fine, and the one she got is a double broad, so it's really, really wet and juicy, puts down a lot of ink, super sweet. She's going to be doing a lot of signatures with that super jelly about that but yeah really we left there excited slash sad because there's so much stuff we wanted to get like uh the sailor uh, pro gear king of pen uh was amazing and i want it <laughs> and then there were some custom made pens that i really want the homo sapiens uh Bronze Age by Visconti. It's just super, super cool. Uh, there was a couple of, like more affordable pins that we were looking for, but they weren't there. Um, I'll probably have to order them from the Goulet pens or whatever. But yeah, it was so fun, and just seeing the pens in person is so much more rewarding than seeing them on YouTube and taking people's word for. It. Even though it's like informational and uh, they're not wrong. It's just I feel like there's much more value in understanding the quality handling these uh, super bougie office supplies, uh, especially when you go back. Because, like, writing with a pen, writing with a fountain pen is nice. It's cool. And But once you use it for a day or a week or a month, uh, and then you go back to, like, a, a Bic, it's like, what the f- I I didn't swear, Mom. I don't think did I swear before. I don't know if I swore. When I started this, I was going to try and tell myself not to swear. Mom dared me to try and do a podcast. Now I'm going to have to listen to this. Oh, I'm self-conscious. All right, we'll see how well I did. But, yeah, that's the podcast. Um, Super fun, really loving pens and nerding out with stuff that I can share with. Uh, other people, you know, just like a little silly snow globe passion that I have. And uh, anyway, thanks for listening, Kelly. More close vibes. I don't know.